to Barta Community College. I'm Derek. And this is Jordan. And today we're talking about the the king of the parody song, a Mr. Weird Al Yankovic. I got nothing to say. It's Weird Al. Like, if you don't know who that is, then we're going to have a real weird conversation explaining Weird Al, which we're going to do anyway. But I'm going to preface with this with you should absolutely know who Weird Al is at this point in the year of our Lord, 2020. Uh, thanks for yeah, with the you know current year argument. Uh, in all honesty, Weird Al is arguably the only artist who is as relevant in 2020 as he was when he first started in '83. Oh which yeah, is... which is insane. Like other than what <laughs> Michael Jackson, like Michael how... Jackson didn't have Michael Jackson didn't have hits in the in the 2010s, let alone in the. Let alone hey, for most hey. of the other like years. My man died. Okay, he doesn't really have a whole lot of control on his musical <laughs> library post mortem. I'm just throwing that out. I, there. I mean, that's a good point though. Is that it's like, who would if somebody asked you in 19? And now, granted, you're <laughs> you were born in what 86? Uh, yeah, February 86. You know, if somebody had asked you in 86. You know who who are people gonna still who's who's still gonna be putting out new music that people buy, uh, you know, in two thousand five, Michael Jackson or Weird Al Yankovic, and the answer is Weird Al Yankovic. Oh yeah, it's I like even considering it, like actually putting my mind to it and thinking like of of the broad spectrum of music that the two of us exist in, plus. The when did Weird Al come out? It's on his wiki. Uh, so he got on Doctor Demento, which we will talk more about shortly. In, in seventy six. Jesus, law. Eighty one was his first tour. So yeah, I. And his first album, I want to say, was eighty three. I think. Uh, that. So Weird Al in 3D was 84. Yes. 83 was his first album, which is older than um, pretty much everybody that's going to listen to this. So I Weird, Weird Al has been putting out albums longer than Jordan and I have been alive. And... and considering that there's a gap in our age, it's significantly more impressive when you say older than me. <laughs> like this, man, he... this man's been a fucking column a pillar of the musical community for 40 years. And, and at this point, he's like a rite of passage. Uh, there's, there's a say, there's a, there's a, a quote or an apocryphal story. Maybe that goes around of Kurt Cobain saying that he knew he finally hit it when weird Al decided to parody smells like teen spirit. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and now it's like, uh, you know, lots of even modern stars have very, have either fond memories of Al, have grown up with Al, have, uh, you know, are fans of Al, like, uh, on, and for his album, Mandatory Fun, where he has, uh, um, performed this way and, uh, Polka Face, which are, you know, both very Lady Gaga inspired, um, like, she's a self-admitted fan, (laughs) And you know, gave him explicit permission for this stuff after, after he like got told no by her manager. 
Um, which is crazy. Which is insane to imagine somebody like somebody not somebody not to, like asking like, "Hey, do you want Weird Al to cover your song?" Well, so like there are there are certain fringe things where yes, I I can agree that maybe having Weird Al like Julio's reason for being a little upset is fair. It's, I I can reasonable. respect that. It's reasonable and it's not outside of reality. A lot of it, like it, Devo yeah, getting it, mad. Uh, fuck Devo. So <laughs> sorry, I just feel that way. Or like Eminem vetoing him making a music video for Couch Potato, which is very strange to me. He doesn't have any. I don't think that has like any. He doesn't have any kind of leg to stand on when he let him make Couch Potato to begin with. Um, well, another one is uh, Michael Jackson was like. Here's the set to bad, you, you know. Here's the set so you can make uh, your your parody uh, for uh, fat, but uh, don't you know? Don't uh, release that song. Uh, that's a parody of black or white, you know. My uh, my favorite thing was um, uh, so anytime he has ever done, he's ever thought about doing a U2 song, he's been denied by the band, which is fine. Fuck Bono. I'm all on that train. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you, Weird Al. Fuck U2. If I have to hear the Joshua Tree one more time, I'm going to fucking, my guts are going to fall out of my ass. Uh, U2, U2 forced themselves onto your iTunes. Yeah. Never forget that U2 was a terrorist organization that took your iTunes and your hard drive space without asking. Anyway, uh, Weezer also pulled Buddy Holly from a polka medley, which I was really upset with. But like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, that, that, although, that seems right up. Weezer's I feel like alley. they kind of got it. I feel like they kind of like made made up some time later because uh, for po- for uh, Weezer's cover of Africa, which is also a wild thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, Weird Al decided. Weird Al uh, stood in for the lead singer for the music video. Yeah, which was like that whole Jesus Christ! What a what a what a weird thing. Um, and then my favorite was when he got James Blunt's permission to copy "You're Beautiful," but then Atlantic got into a fight with him. Mm-hmm. So like James Blunt was like, "Yeah, you can do it," and Atlanta was like, Atlantic was like, "No." So he put it for free up on his MySpace well, profile. And it, and, and, yeah, and it's well, it's funny is that Atlantic was like, we don't want him to be like a one-hit wonder, which ended up happening anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's hard to... Considering his one hit was shitty, I was really impressed that they were like, well, maybe he'll get two. If I wanted to listen to a, an exasperated, somber man singing You're Beautiful 42 times in a row, I, I would do it myself. <laughs> it's like listening to Rihanna say the word cake forever and ever and she probably made a million dollars off of that song and I was like well mm. clearly we have differences of opinion that's fine she deserves it <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe I don't know Riri I love you Riri but goddamn. so Weird Al Yankovic uh, born Alfred Yankovic uh, I think Alfred Matthew Yankovic um, comes from uh comes from pretty humble origins uh i believe he's from california he's from linwood california yeah straight out of linwood of course <laughs> uh his mother uh was... oh his mom didn't want him to play a guitar so they got him an accordion 
Yeah, uh, his his mom had an accordion. His dad was uh, wasn't his dad like a World War Two medic? It was something crazy. His father, born in Strawberry Hill of Yugoslav, said, "We did reading from Wikipedia, by oh, the okay, way." There you go. <laughs> uh, serving as a medic in World War Two, earning two Purple Hearts for his service. That's fucking nuts, mom. Um, and his mom was pretty much anti-modern media at the time, anyway. Because, like, even when he, he got into trouble for listening to the Dr. Demento show, and she was like, you can't listen to this ever again. And he was like, okay, Mom. And then he listened to it anyway. And he did anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, Dad. Which, which have you ever listened to the Dr. Demento show? Yeah. I Yes. Do you do you forget how old I am? Well, I... I I've, listen, I've listened to it mostly it. Never in got, rerun, I, but yeah. there, there were a couple of radio stations that would play it late night when they didn't have anything to fill in for. So yeah, I, I've I've heard it on rerun, and at, at, at when I was very very young, I heard a little bit of it because my dad listened to it. But you had to be in certain places because it was primarily a West Coast deal, and it didn't really get like syndicated across. So, mm-hmm. um, which that's how Weird Al kind of got his first break is he starts making up uh making up parody songs, puts it on a tape, gives it to Doctor Demento. Dr. Demento plays it, likes it. No, no, it, that's not even the crazy it. thing. Dr. Demento came to give a talk to his high school. And he gave him a tape he recorded playing his accordion in his bedroom <laughs> on like a $30 like cassette recorder. Like, if you want to talk about what what balls on this man. <laughs> Um, and Weird Al grows up like a pretty nerdy kid. Eventually, gets like, and eventually his his stuff kind of gets circulated around through Doctor Demento. Eventually, landing him a record deal, I believe, with Rick Derringer. That sounds as his right. Producer. That sounds right. I believe it was TK Records, and then they went bankrupt and then his actual first album was scotty brothers records if i remember correctly because he did actually get signed onto a record label that went bankrupt uh his first song i think to get released as a single was my bologna just parody of the next my sharona and then from there um eventually his stuff uh he, I think he released a couple more singles before eventually getting, uh, like getting the clout, <laughs> the clout, quote unquote, together to make his first album, which would just be Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, like. fun fact! Uh, so yeah, TK Records, which was uh, famous for Casey and the Sunshine Band, uh, the last single they ever released was Weird Al Yankovic's "Another One Rides the Bus." Really? Yep. And that was before. <laughs> uh, that was in. 80 so or 81 so that's that's this man has such a bizarre musical history (laughs) so his Uh, first one was well he did i love rocky road too But what was his actual first single? I think it's my I think it's my Bologna. I think it was yeah, well, technically another one rides the bus was his first single, but 
that thing explode. <laughs> so I don't know if that counts. No, he released My Bologna in 79, so that makes sense. Okay, yeah, so that's, so it's My Bologna, and then another one rides the bus, and then he sort of exploded from there. Um, And his singles, you know, as a general rule, don't really chart with, uh, you know, the most getting on, like, a billboard of, like, you know, the, uh, you know, north, way north of 40, but... Uh, we'll talk later about the one song that actually managed to crack the top ten. Yeah, there's there's uh, a lot going on in his charting, and he is it's, every time it's he releases that... a single, the album at least sells. He is popular enough that his name and a single will sell an album for him. Although that took um, probably yeah. a couple of years. Well, and even his first album wasn't super big. You have the my Bologna and I love Rocky road, but, uh, the next, uh, I want to say the next album, uh, which is, uh, weird. I think of 3d. It's where you start getting a little bit more. Cause that's the one that has, that one had eat it on it. If I remember correctly, it does. And that was yeah. the first song for him that really hit it big, I think, because it was a it was a Michael Jackson. Parody. That one was top 10 on the chart, if I remember correctly. I think it was, it was in the top. It was in the top 20 at peaking at 12. Are you sure? Um, it was number one in Australia. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That's such a wild thing. Also, uh, it was one. He actually released one of his Al TV specials alongside that the video for eat it which was really cool mm. and that was an 84 that was back when mtv played things called music videos for those of you who are younger than you know you 23 know, well <laughs> you know it's funny did they when you were watching mtv did they actually like include his stuff in the rotation um so like my I have two earliest memories of MTV. I remember when, and let me make sure I have this right, because I'm pretty sure it was, but I want to look it up just to make, just to make 100% sure. So I remember when Beavis and Butthead did the video with Sonny and Cher for I Got You, Babe. <laughs> if I said those words, that actually happened. That's a legitimate thing. I, I mean, I believe it. I always like watching it. It's unfortunate because <laughs> it's so hard to find a lot of those clips due to copyright. Although oh, I love, absolutely. I, I love, the, I love the Beavis and Butthead uh, <laughs> clip where they just react to Painkiller and don't like make any snarky comments. No, anything that was metal, they just sat there and watched. It was the best thing yeah. ever. Um, and then my other earliest memory was when uh, I would do anything for love and the Bat Out of Hell, like quote unquote movie, was debuted. Mm -hmm on yeah. mtv and that was fucking wild <laughs> like but yeah they like weird al saw play like eat it was ridiculously well received across the board like it didn't get played like all the time but you would see it at least once a day usually at night because that's when they sort of loosened up their top mm -hmm. 40 kind of recommendations that would that would make sense <laughs> But, uh, I mean, it wasn't, it was far and few between, but yeah, you, you saw Weird Al on MTV. Not a lot, but he also did specials for them. So, like, he would have, like, these little segments on at night where he would just pop into a studio and do some dumb thing for 20 minutes. 
So, and with this specific artist, kind of like with Metallica, we're not going to be going, we're not going to be picking a few albums and like trying to go the highs and lows and try to review the album. No, we're kind of just is, hitting some high points and going over his general chronology. I feel like analyze to, to analyze Weird Al is to kill Weird Al. We have to let him, we have to just let him be. Well, also, we don't have that kind of fucking time. I'm not putting on deodorant for that conversation. <laughs> So, um, what sort of, so what are your, what are your like favorite tracks, I guess, from this first album? So from, so we've already so had this I, discussion, I will, say but it, I will say it out loud just so everybody hears it now and I don't have to say it again. I love every single one of his polka medleys. Like I am fucking all in <laughs> on every polka medley he has ever done. That being said, um, so eat it was good. I lost on jeopardy is okay. Uh, the Boy Can Dance is pretty good. And that was honestly one of his first original songs that I really, really liked. Uh, Nature mm-hmm. Trail to Hell was very interesting, which was I also like another Trail original. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one is a weird fucking song. Um, the, let's see, does this one have the, it has Muster Popiel, which is, uh, that one's specifically a style parody of the B-52s. So, and real quick as an additional addendum, there's basically four kinds of Weird Al songs. There's his parodies that are explicit, deliberate parodies of another song. There are his like style parodies where he imitates the style of another artist and makes something semi and makes something you know original, like Mr. Popeil has a lot of, or yeah. Dare to Be Stupid or something to that effect. There's his full. There's his like original originals that aren't really like parodying something specific, but probably. But are probably at least like Inspired riffing on a genre. By, yeah. Yeah. And then there's his polka like. Medleys. Polka medleys. <laughs> and I'm all about polka medleys. I don't know why I've had a soft spot for those forever, but every one of his polka medleys are fucking great. Let's see. And from uh, Weird Al Yankovic in 3D, uh, I Lost on Jeopardy is, prob- is probably my favorite off this one. Eat it's really I Lost good. on Jeopardy is good. Eat It's fine. Like the Brady King Bunch of Suede's is not bad. King of it's a good. Fine. It's a good one, although it's not as good as their. There's another like full-on police style is, parody so here, later, which is the better. Thing that bothers me. I actually like King of Pain by the Police. It's one of the only songs they've ever made that I'm in love with. Really? So yeah, <laughs> I I actually really like King of Pain. See, and and I know this is controversial in this time, but I do like the Police quite a bit. <laughs> oh no, he said the words. But uh. Uh, the real police, uh, they can go fuck themselves, but the police uh, with Sting, you know, they're fine. I like them a lot. Are, are we standing on our hill of fuck 12? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you heard it here first, guys. Fuck the police from <laughs> Derek and Jordan. Um, so we had Weird Al Yankovic, which was the first album. So what was on that one? On the first album, that's where uh, My Bologna comes from. So you have that's Ricky, where... which is... Ricky. I really don't like Ricky. I well, think that's actually annoying. <laughs> pretty pretty much all of his early stuff is kind of rough. Um, I love Rocky Road, which is fine. That one's good. Happy Birthday, by which is style parodying Tony OK, is pretty good. Stop Driving, Stop driving my, my Car my... Around is real good. That's actually, out of all of his that's... early stuff, that might be one of my favorite ones. Although, that's also like, again, it's like, that's one of my favorite songs ever. Because it's, it's Tom Petty and... Uh, and Stevie, Stevie Nicks, Nicks at yeah. like some of their absolute Peak. best. Yeah, I I get it. I'm just it, that one was good. My Bologna is a bit much, um, and another one rides the bus is fine. Like those are they're they're all fine. Um, Weird Al in 3D is 
fine. It's it's fine. Uh, and let's get to let's get to the one I think you're most excited to talk about. Dare to be stupid. Fuck yeah, it's on the Transformers soundtrack. <laughs> We've already we you didn't know we were getting into Weird Al three weeks ago when you listened to the Transformers episode, but here we are. We tricked you, you sons of bitches. Uh, and this one is actually like. There are a lot of really good tracks on this one outside of Dare to be Stupid. I Want a New Duck is so good. <laughs> um, so Like a Yoda, Surgeon, classic. Yoda's really fucking strong. Yoda's good too, but so Like a Surgeon actually had a video that was very, very well played on MTV at the time. This is a little bit before me, but like even when I was a little older, it still saw a ton of play. Like a Surgeon was a wild video if you've never seen it. Dare to be Stupid is a style parody of Devo. That song will always hold place in my heart because Grimlock dances to it in the 1986 Transformers oh, movie. And this one, I think, has the first polka medley because this uh, one is uh, no, the last on one Polkas. Had, the last one had a polka medley. It was Polka's oh, on 45, yeah. Uh, but this one's <laughs> um, the best one because it's got yes in it. It's Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I hate you. <laughs> but it's true. Uh, I Want a New Duck. Very, very good. <laughs> he also um, covers the George of the Jungle theme song, which is which is pretty out there even for him. Weird. But it's good. It's very um, solid. Yoda's good. One more minute is I don't know how to feel about it. It's kind of Elvisy and sort of Motown y. It's I don't know. It's okay. Uh Girls Just Wanna Have Lunch. Real good about that one. It's not a great song, but it's cute. Uh, and then he did This Is The Life, which was kind of like a throwback pre-World War II music genre mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then cable TV was fine, I guess. TM, not like particularly crazily sold on it. This is one of my more favorite polka medleys, but... Uh, no, that one is um, very good. Yeah. So when did UHF came out? That was in 89. So we've still got a little we've bit. We've still got there. a couple more 80s style <laughs> so we 80s have, albums. Uh, Polka Party, which is really good. Uh, so Living with a Hernia, which is Living in America by James <laughs> Living Brown. With a it's real good. Uh, Dog Eat Dog, the parody for the Talking Heads, is fine yeah, might as well face it you're addicted to spud let's see uh um, you know this one of those days i don't know this one this one i don't for, think has, has I, that much great stuff i think this is where his originals really kind of shine a little bit because the two that are on here are very very good also polka part polka party is one of his best medleys um one of those days is fine. Addicted to Spuds is fine. Dog Eat Dog. I like. I'm a big Talking Heads fan, and I just didn't really vibe with it. It just didn't do too much for me. Toothless People, very good. Good enough for now is such a good country love song takedown. Christmas at Ground Zero. Christmas at Ground Zero is cute. That one's good. It's not as good as uh, the Night Santa went crazy later on, but it's good. No, I mean it, it's fine. And Polka Party is this is probably one of the better ones. So it's got. Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel, Susudio by Phil Collins, Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy, which is great. Uh, Say You Say Me <laughs> by Lionel Richie, Freeway of Love. Uh, Harlem Shuffle uh, is the Rolling Rocky Stones. Amadeus. Uh, Rocky Amadeus by Falco, Shout by Tears for Fears, and Papa Don't Preach by Madonna. Like, this is one of the better polka medleys. The, the other funny thing is, the polka medleys end up, if, if, if not just like the parody songs that he has on there, 
like the Pokemon end up being a perfect time capsule. Oh, absolutely. Like the thing about the the interesting part about Weird Al albums in general is they do get you in this weird time capsule almost like the polka medleys are always usually from that year with a little bit of waning either slightly before slightly uh yeah it's the stuff that's like the top like it's it's like the zeitgeist yeah it's it's very weird if you actually go back and and listen to the whole thing in in terms of like i want to learn weird out um the next one was Even Worse, which is a parody of Bad. <laughs> which is probably the best album title. It's it was also one of the best album covers. He's got like 15 like metal bands like almost stapled to his jacket, and it looks like there are about 40 zippers. It's he is this is what made Final Fantasy a joke. This is I was gonna say this is what inspired a little boy named Tetsuo Nomura. <laughs> this this was Belts and Zippers, the video game. Let me just go ahead and tell you. Um, so this one had fat on it, which was, I think, I think is critically probably one of his best received songs. It did chart, but barely. Um, yeah, but in, in the time past, but it, it made, but the album good. itself sold platinum. So yeah, like this, this one was, it was like his first platinum too, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Um, I think at the time. Yeah. Well, he's only had like. It was his best-selling album until, like, the 90s. So, like, out of his first six albums, you know. He did He did okay. He did all right. Um, so you've got this is the one as titular. So that's Stuck in a closet one. with Vanna White. Stuck in a closet with Vanna White is really, really... He has this sort of weird joking obsession with Vanna White. She pops up in a couple of theme songs, which is very bizarre, but it's always, like, mostly respectful. But it's just kind of funny in retrospect. Um... He's got the song's just six words long, which has got my mind set on you by George Harrison. That one is really good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one a lot. Uh, you make me is Oingo Boingo parody, and every every single one of you, unless you're a JoJo's fan, is gonna go, "Who the fuck is Oingo Boingo?" Keep it that way. You don't have to. Don't do any footwork on that That's one, guys. That's the band Denny Elfman was in before yeah, he decided to to make millions of dollars scoring movies. <laughs> yeah, you ain't missing shit. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm a clone now. Has had several resurgences in popularity, uh, depending on what uh, sort of time period you're in. Like uh, Attack of the Clones uh, in, in prequel Star Wars territory, that song came up a lot, uh, <laughs> which was a really weird thing. And that's the Tiffany parody? Yeah, I think we're alone now. Um, he's got Lasagna, which is La Bamba, <laughs> which is okay. That's not a great one. I mean, uh, there's the Billy Idol parody. Money, money, yeah. That one's okay. The only, a... the only other one on the album besides Fat that really sticks out to me is uh, Velvet Elvis, which is the style parody for The Police. That I like good. that one the, a lot. The Beastie, the Beastie Boys style parody is pretty good. I like Twister. Um, honestly, this, this song's just six words long was, was pretty good because if you're going to take an upshot at George Harrison, do it right. <laughs> if you're gonna swing out of your weight class at least make, at least make sure you're gonna make contact yeah <laughs> <clears throat> and then uh, so we move the, into the uhf original motion picture soundtrack and other stuff <laughs> so uh it's 1989 she has a movie called uhf um i don't even remember what it stands for uh it's 
a term for frequency like um oh yeah that's right it's it's actually a, a, a radio frequency i, I totally or television frequency maybe yeah uh so the uh, movie comes out he has his own radio slash media slash tv station thing and it's one of those we have to save the radio station guys uh well, you know, I will, like, I will like admit to do. not having seen this movie, although uh, this this album is strong. Uh, no, the album itself is is very very strong. So I haven't watched this album in over a decade, so it is very very on the back burner for me. But it's it's pretty it's cute if you like Weird Al esque stuff. It is a little bit say of a this... departure because the movie is kind of serious in a comedy vein. Um, well, the other thing is that this one actually has some skits from the movie on it. Yes, it it actually has got some good ones. So, Money for Nothing, Beverly Hillbillies is, is uh, really great, good real one. good. Because and Dire Straits are my boys. Like I'll listen to Dire and Straits. Mark Knopfler actually plays guitar on that one. Yeah, too. and Mark Knopfler is. Well, if you like guitarists in general, listen to Mark Knopfler. Like that guy is so good. Um. Gandhi 2 was a skit, which was very good. <laughs> uh, Attack of the Radioactive Hamsters from a planet near Mars. That's one of his original songs. It's it's okay. <sighs> yeah, I'm not. It's okay. Uh, Isle Thing, which is a Tone Loke parody of Wild Thing. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's fine. I'm not. It's weird to think about. It, it is. It's it's a very big departure from what he's used to doing. But then hip hop gets very popular. You know, this is over this the is next the part where me being I was going to say me being an ignorant boy about hip hop and rap. Tone Loke used to be like a really big name for like two years, and then he drops off the it face was, of the earth. Right, it was slightly longer than two years. But yeah, it was essentially about uh, like. He had know. that and Funky Cold Medina, right? He also had Wild Thing, uh, Funky Cold I, Medina. I said Wild Thing. Yeah. had. There was something else, and I don't remember what it was. Uh... Was it All Through the Night? I think it was All Through the Night, was his other one. Um, and he was also in Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Important. Uh, he played. He played a. Yeah. Uh, and then he was in I Love the 90s tour since like 2016. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, he was in Baby's Kids, which was real good. If you've never, if you want to watch like a not entirely black exploitation animated film about black kids getting dropped off at a at an amusement park and burning the whole thing down, Baby's Kids is cute. Uh, it is different. But that's the life and times of Tone Loke. <laughs> yeah, that that's essentially your the one thing that you will ever hear about uh Tone Loke that you didn't know you needed. Uh also, Baby's Kids is uh directed by a guy who used to write for the Thundercats and Silverhawks. He also was an animator for Pinocchio and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. If you really want to look at it and go this Pinocchio. is weird. Uh here's a fun fact. He also was a character and storyboard artist for Rover Dangerfield and Rockadoodle. Why do you know so much about mediocre children's animated films? So I knew who he was, but I wanted to look up to make sure. He's also the guy who did, uh, he was supervisor animation for The Princess and the Frog, uh, the newer Winnie the Pooh movies, and the Tangled Ever After. What's his name? uh, Bruce W. Smith. Hmm. 
Uh, he's been he's been with Disney Disney since like '96. He also did the Proud Family, so a lot of you younger oh, kids will recognize. That's that. good. Um, so back to UHF because that was a weird aside. <laughs> that was that now, a lot. Now you know. <laughs> that was um, a lot. Well, we got to tell Loke, and then I forgot he was in Feybase Kids, and Feybase Kids opened up a weird door. <laughs> so, uh, Hot Rocks Polka, this is, I do believe these are all Rolling Stones songs. Let me look. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes, so that's this the is, Rolling Stones one. This is the Rolling Stones Polka medley. They are all great. This is probably outside of Polka Your Heart Out, or Polka Your Eyes Out, this is probably my favorite. Because... Um, the Rolling Stones, I, I like more than the Beatles. You can boo me. You're wrong, but you can boo me. You this can. is gonna be the this is gonna be the most controversial episode, Weird Al Yankovic, where they support Black Lives Matter and <laughs> boo the Beatles. Well, I mean, who do you like more, the Beatles or the Rolling Stones? Like that's you, that's very difficult because so here, I like here I is like my the, stance. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'll explain mine and it'll maybe give you a bit better of a digest. And this is a fucking weird aside, and we're gonna try to avoid doing this anymore. So <laughs> I respect the Beatles and for what they did for music in general. I think they are great songwriters. They have significantly more memorable hits, but I think the Rolling Stones body of work is better written. I think musically the Stones are slightly more impressive. Um, I, I also like more Stone songs than I like more. So like when I was working for a newspaper, we, we were waiting for uh, our, our editor to get there and it took two hours. So we spent two hours naming every Beatles and Rolling Stone song we could off the top of our head without looking it up. And the Beatles won by like three songs and they were both in the teens. So mm -hmm. like that's. That so if, if you can get to you remember this many songs off the top of your head, you are definitely worthy of being remembered. Um, I just have a fonder memory of the Stones than the Beatles. So there's like three Rolling Stones songs that I like probably more than any Beatles song. That's yes. You're the ones you like from the Stones are better than most of the ones you like from but the Beatles. The the Beatles have such a huge cata catalog of stuff I do like, and that like and that's way more it's like i like three songs by the rolling stones a lot but there's a lot of their stuff that i'm just kind of like kind of cold on yeah but i mean even in this polka medley so you've got it's only rock and roll but i like it <laughs> and you're like okay that's fine whatever brown sugar well, yeah, brown a, sugar's pretty good sugar's you, you pretty know good. back you know back at the actual plot <laughs> i think this is a good song <laughs> yeah I, so hot rocks polka is good so it's only rock and roll eh, fine brown sugar pretty good yeah i'm all i'm all about brown sugar it's a good song uh, it's very topical in today's eth uh, socio socio ethno climate. Socio, maybe I don't. I think sympathy for the devil is the best Rolling Stones. You are correct, but you've also got you can't always get what you want, which is a very good song because House very MD good. made that very song good. real good. Honky Talk Women, love that song. Under my thumb, real good. Eh. Ruby Tuesday, meh. Miss eh. you, meh. Eh. Uh, get off my cloud, meh. Shattered. It's yeah. okay. Let's spend the night together. Yeah. I can't go to satisfaction. satisfaction. Yeah. Devo did it better. But <laughs> Rolling Stones. And that's the only thing that's listen, you will never hear me say this again, but that's the only time I'm gonna look at Devo and go, yeah, no, they did good. <laughs> um but yeah, like 
it's a good medley. It's a very good medley. All right. We're going to try to not have any more bizarre asides that, <laughs> that eat 10 minutes. Uh, I'm lying. It's going to happen again. That's the nature of these things. Um, the next song is UHF, which UHF, is UHF, which is fine. Let me be your hog, which is fine. <laughs> uh, she drives like crazy. That's a good one. So it's good, but I really like the fine young cannibals. So <laughs> that's a, I, I'm really split on that one. Uh, generic blues is actually better. Good. It's better than it has any right to be, considering it's just a blues parody in general. Uh, Spatula City is pretty funny. Yeah, I like Spatula City. Okay. I mean, don't uh me. I, I guess you can uh me. I'm not your fucking dad. Uh, okay, dad. Okay, dad. Hey, uh, all right. What else do we got? Fun uh, zone. Spam. Eh. Yeah, yeah. Fun Spam's good. Fun zone as an instrumental is like I don't know why this is here. And so, then the yeah. biggest ball twine in Minnesota, which is pretty which, good. Fun fact: I have been to, and You've so been to has, the biggest yes. ball twine. Yes, I will make my. I if if you want vocal proof. I will find my, I will call my buddy Rebecca right now. Because <laughs> when I went up for the first time to Minnesota, she was like, you know, we have to pass through Jordan, Minnesota to get there. And I was like, yeah, all right, we'll go do this. And we, we went to the biggest ball of twine. And there is a picture of Weird Al posing by the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. And that is, okay. I am not even fucking, fucking lying blessed. to you. Yeah, like that is, you want to talk about a weird fucking piece of trivia about Jordan's life, which I have a lot of. That is oddly topical. We're here now. Uh, and then he did Spam, which was really good. Now, the, the big thing is, like, you have to... I ha I always think a lot where there's a lot of Weird Al parodies where I'm like, how much of this is just also affection for the song he's parodying? I would say a lot. Like, I would, I would feel like most of the songs that he parodies, he at least has to enjoy. Mm -hmm. At least on the surface level. Like, he might not look at it and go, this is high art, but he can at least <laughs> go to this. Art. He might go, yo, this is a bop. And I don't think Weird Al Yankovic in any history has ever said, yo, this is a bop. But that is my impression of Weird Al Yankovic. So, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you, you ever seen that video of Giddy Lee pulling up, uh, like, listening to, like, listening to songs and going, yeah, that's a jam. <laughs> Getty Lee's a weird dude. Uh, Ailey's the man. All right. So now we are in 1992. This is when things get fucking weird. Uh, so this way. is his, this is actually like up until this point, I guess it's the longest gap he had had between a record. Yeah, there um, was like three years, three or four years. Three year gap, which is, you know, so yeah, three which years. is, you know, a lot when you put out an album every year. Well, especially because three years in, in most businesses is suicide if you go if you go radio dark for three years up until like musicians in the late 90s early 2000s it's pretty much like good luck um this is the off the deep end is the nevermind cover so it's weird Al naked yeah. in a pool going after a donut instead of a dollar <laughs> yeah uh so if you want to have a a real weird view of how hirsute uh weird Al almost is go ahead and check that out uh good luck <laughs> Uh, so this opens up with, I think, arguably one of his best parodies. One of his best parodies and one of his best known songs, Smells Like Nirvana. Yeah, Smells Like Nirvana is very strong. And it's a it's an interesting parody because it it it's one of his songs that not, it's one of his songs that not only clowns on the song but clowns on the, the but also clowns in the band because it 
it makes fun of your kind of like it's of how difficult it is to understand what's <laughs> what they're saying. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of mumbling in the song specifically, and I think that's kind of some of the allure. So this one is smells like Nirvana is a very good opener. Um, Trigger Happy, which is a style parody of the Beach Boys and Jan and Dean. Um, that one's so, kind of hard to listen to. It's not great. <laughs> it, it's definitely like coming off of smells like nirvana it is very weird it does not like whoever mixed this album maybe <laughs> should have put that one further down then you have i can't watch this which is the mc hammer you can't touch this which is fine that one's not that one's good it's good but it's not like my favorite you have poke, poke your, your eyes eye. out which is it's got love shack in there well it's got love shack cradle of love uh do me by Bell Biv DeVoe, which is really funny if you listen to Weird Al. It's got Doctor Feelgood. It does have that one. It has, it has Enter Sandman. You know, it's so weird for me to think of like you know a parody, this parody like or this polka like thing. Like this is like if, again going for that topical kind of element and like the uh, like time capsule nature of it. It's so weird for me to compare Love Shack to like inner sandman because i'm like those are not only two different songs i associate those with like two different like eras (laughs) well like you so having been alive at the time and this is uh, we do this occasionally just because i do have a couple of years on some of our listeners and and derek so like my brother was born in 92 i was six at the time so this is like when i start have a lot of like functional memory and i start remembering like a lot of weird events um so I listened to a lot of radio because we we traveled a lot. Like we moved constantly up to probably about ninety six or ninety seven. So I listened to a lot of radio. Um, and the years like ninety to ninety four really are. If you sat down and you listened to like every major hit that came out that year, you would lose your mind. You'd be like, "There is no way." This and this came out at the same time. Like you're, he's looking at ninety two. So, the back end of ninety one. When did this? Did it, what? When did this get released? Ninety two. Uh, April fourteenth, ninety two. So this is you're looking at like the later half of ninety one's hits. And well, and Love Shack's from eighty nine, but yeah, I guess I that mean, one had some good staying power. Well, he does yank certain things. So like he had Doctor Feelgood for Motley Crue. So like, and. I, yeah. You get it. Like sometimes there are things that are out of place, but for the most part, they're very good time capsules. Usually, he also tries to do the polka medleys in like kind of a linear open close thing. Like in this one, you will hear it specifically. Like every song kind of blends into the next one a little bit. Um, especially when you do "Miss You Much" to "I Touch Myself," it's actually a really cool musical. <laughs> That's such a movie. yeah. It's a it's a really interesting way that he actually does that. Um, all right, so we've got. I was only kidding, which is a Tony OK parody. Every single one of you is going to go, who the fuck is that? And you are correct because no one knows. <laughs> uh, he was a. Uh, people copied his music, uh, essentially. So like he was a guy that wrote songs for like. Aaron Green or Al Green, Aaron Neville, Burt Bacharach, Bonnie Ray, Chicago, Winona Judd, Vanessa Williams. Like he has shit tons of songs. Um, he originally was with Buddy Holly's band. Um, if that means anything, none of you are going to know who the crickets are, but I'm just giving you like <laughs> kind of a thing. Um, 
So that was a sort of a claim to fame. So you're not going to really know who Tony Okay is, but you'll kind of hear the musical inspiration because a lot of artists have covered his work. Um, what else do we got? The White Stuff, which is something. Uh, you got Taco Grande, which is a cover of Rico Suave. Well, the the New Kids on the Block White Stuff cover was my favorite because my sister hated it, and I remember stealing her New Kids on the Block cassette because she <laughs> listened to it too often. <laughs> so you wanna you want another little fun fact? There you go. There's a there's a little snippet for you. Uh, so we've got uh, when I was your age. I think is fine for an original. It's not one of my favorites, but I think it's okay. Uh, is that the James Taylor one? Or kind is of, that a different Kind song? of ish. It's, a, it's an original, but you kind of get that feel from it. <clears throat> um, you've got Airline Amy, which is inspired by Nicolo and Jonathan Richman. Um, it's an original composition, so it's a little weird. You got the plumbing song, which is like Millie Vanilli yeah, uh, mashup. And none of you need to know who Millie Vanilli is. And then you have You Don't Love Me Anymore, <laughs> which is probably... That one, uh, besides, that one's tied with Smells Like Nirvana for my favorite. I really like that one. So here is a really fun fact. There is a secret song on that album. So if you uh, let... The hidden track, yeah. Bite me. So if you let You Don't Love Me run, uh, You Don't Love Me Anymore runs until four minutes, and if you let it run for another ten, Bite Me starts. Which is not oh, particularly good or bad, but it exists, so, you know, that's oh, other thing. Other fun fact, uh, Cheech Marin shows up <laughs> on Taco Grande. Yes! All right, um, Alapalooza, number 90, 1993. This is when things get weird. I really think there needs to be a, a little counter of <laughs> every time this, this episode gets weirder. Uh, well, we're talking about Weird Al, so, I mean, if it didn't get weirder, it would be mo mostly a letdown, so, like, I understand. Um, so it opens with Jurassic Park, which is uh, a key of MacArthur Park by Richard Harris. Um, you, you, you That's a, such an interesting... Such a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, Young, Dung, Young, Dumb, and Ugly is a ACDC style parody. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, the Bedrock, yeah, Bedrock Anthem. Anthem, which is the earwormiest <laughs> song ever. Because yeah, it, it really combines is. the two most earwormy Red Hot Chili Pepper songs and makes it even worse. It's, it's, it's very... It's, it's like that weird borderline of good and annoying. <laughs> yeah, it, it's... It's really, really weird. Because <clears throat> that one you'll listen to for one time, and then 13 hours later you'll realize you've just been listening to it on repeat and things and then have never yeah, really I was going to say, you'll wake up at like 3 in the morning yeah. going, yabba-dabba-doo now. Yabba-dabba-doo now. Uh, yeah, it, it, that one's nuts. Uh, Frank's 2000 TV. Um, that's kind of an REM one. And I, whatever you know, it's achy breaky song, which is <laughs> achy breaky uh, song is really which bad. is actually notable in that he um he donated some of the proceeds I think from the single of that one because he thought it was kind of mean spirited. Yeah, a little bit. I, I thought that was funny. Um, so he has Traffic Jam, which which is a print style parody, which is actually pretty good. Um, he actually shows off a little bit of musical talent in this one, uh, along with his uh. Uh, Jim West is his guitarist, uh, who also plays banjo and man mandolin. So figure that shit out. Um, this one, Traffic Jam's pretty good. If you want to listen to like a weird off-key Weird Al song, um, Traffic Jam's good. Uh, Talk Soup is an original. <laughs> it's okay. 
I guess. <laughs> like, like his his originals are either amazing or just kind of forgettable. So, like, I don't I don't know what to tell you. There's living in the fridge. The the living in the fridge. The music video for this one I remember, and it was fucking crazy. When he pops out of the fridge and he's all like multicolored, he's like got the <laughs> the mold on him and he's painted in blue, and you're like, what he's the it's the. <laughs> He didn't. He didn't know Spike's rule from Toys in the Attic. It's true. Don't leave anything in the fridge. <laughs> she never told me she was a mime. She never told me she was a mime. It's okay. Like, and Harvey the Wonder Hamster is a cute skit, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Waffle King uh, is a Peter Gabriel style parody. It's it's fine. Waffle King's okay. <clears throat> and then we get into. Bohemian Polka, which is a th- almost four-minute version of Bohemian Rhapsody, a la as a polka, polka song. song. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I have to. I, don't I wonder to if that one was that. specifically made in tribute, uh, seeing as this was after this was after the death of Freddie Mercury. But I also am, but I also wouldn't put it past Al to just, just have it. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that one. I, I'm, I'm. I don't really know what the direction on that one was, but you know, um, and then we have probably one of his most controversial albums, uh, which bad hair day, bad hair day, which yes, I said those words and yes, they are attached to weird Al Yankovic. And yes, we're going to talk about it. So we start off with Amish paradise, which is a very, very strong parody. It is is one of his best parodies ever. I would, I would argue it's among his best songs, like period. Uh, but this caused a lot of this caused some controversy because ordinarily Weird Al goes out of his way to get explicit permission to do to do his song parodies. This is to this is because he likes to maintain good relations with uh, the artists he's making fun of. He wants to make it clear that there aren't like that this you know this isn't like he's not attacking them, and. Um, and just because he thinks it's good for, you know, it, it's just good for his, like, general state. Um, and so he normally tries to get explicit permission and was told he had permission by his uh, by his uh, manager, I think, through some other, like, uh, through Coolio's people. Yeah, I, I believe Coolio, the record label talked to the other record yeah. label and everybody was like, cool, but nobody talked to Coolio. So it was not, in fact, cool. Yeah, and Coolio um, said he did not give permission for Al to do uh, to do the uh, the song and the accompanying video, which the video is also really good. <laughs> um, and so there was this kind of like there was kind of this beef uh, that later got resolved. Um, and it's it's interesting, and it's it's interesting because I think the beef might have up the profile of the song a little bit and you know well not so for nothing supposedly that, he wrote a very long letter of apology to coolio um which they never really got to talking about and that coolio did receive apparently a very staggering amount of uh royalty checks on that one so um and supposedly i guess at some point between the song and like 2002 they like sat down and they like hashed it out and he's like i don't think i'm ever going to be invited to his birthday party but like we're cool now <laughs> so 
Um, and the and the complaint was that he had kind of like he had kind of like desecrated a a serious song. And I I kind of understand the I, I understand the beef, uh, but it all sounds like a misunderstanding. Yeah, and and Gangsta's Paradise had a very specific message. Like you, it was it's like Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony. Like they are very staggering timepieces for for black culture and hip hop artists, especially. So like these are important things to remember. And I can I like I said, I'm not mad that Coolio got mad. Like I get that one. Fuck Devo, but Coolio's all right here. <laughs> I know I said I wasn't gonna say that again, but fuck Devo. Uh. So, uh, Amish Paradise is, I would argue outside of what, Eat It and White and Nerdy is probably his, his most memorable or recognizable song. It's, I think White and Nerdy is now his most, like, recognizable song ever, but Amish Paradise is a pretty, like, is, is like the next step below that. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, Everything You Know is Wrong, which is a style parody of <laughs> They Might Be Giants. One. That's really Which good. is weird to me, because the idea that you could boil down They Might Be Giants and try to do a style parody of them is, is I think, just pure hubris. <laughs> well, I think, it, I think it's a song that more just goes for their weirdness as opposed to an explicit Maybe, musical I don't know. Style. They might be giant. Like, I love They Might Be Giants. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of them, but I have never heard a They Might Be Giants song and went yeah that was bad like they are consistently good and that's the thing that has always killed me about them so like everything you know is wrong is good song but i don't i don't necessarily agree that it is a good style parody of the mm-hmm. happy giants just because it doesn't have that that sort of tmbg edge to it i guess is what i would say um i will say everything you know is wrong is probably among the earliest weird out songs i ever listened to because I got into him, or I found out about Weird Al when on early YouTube, we're talking 2006, seven. Because there was Jesus a lot, because a lot of a lot of people would upload the music with like shitty flash animations or uh, lyric videos, that kind of thing. And eventually, I found out that a lot of this, you know, I. I because not all of them listed who the artist was, but eventually I, I found out that a lot of them were all by the same dude and you start connecting them. And it's interesting because he's got a, he's kind of got uh, weird. Al is normally pretty cool about uh, file sharing and, you know, downloading, you know, peer or peer to peer song downloading and stuff like that. Uh, but he specifically calls out that he doesn't like that a lot of people misattribute his songs, and not and not that they don't say that oh like he did eat it, but more like they attribute like very explicit and not <laughs> and not family friendly songs to him. Um, so I I'd very I'd be interested to know what other people like my age growing up who maybe don't haven't like who's probably heard his stuff but haven't like seeked him out like know is his songs. Um, but anyway, we're, we're getting way off track again. So uh, cavity search. It, it's very hard to get into Weird Al without sort of digesting specific parts of like how it works it's it's very weird he's the well he's like the nerds he's the nerds it's not just about understanding the weird about understanding the songs he's making fun of and yeah like there's he's come from it's very hard to just go oh yeah this is a good parody like you 
it, it it's very nebulous. Weird Al is he, a very wide invites, body of stars. He invites curiosity. Yeah, and it, it's that thing. So Cavity Search is uh, Hold Me, Throw Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me by U2. Also, fuck U2. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's fine. Cavity Search is fun. It, it's an interesting song. It's very different in sort of tone than the original, so it's it's odd. Uh, Colin and Sick is a grunge parody. That's a good one. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, the alternative poker has uh, this is also one of my favorites because this is a weird fucking time capsule. This is a good one. Yeah. So you've got Loser by Beck. You've got Sex Type Thing by Stone Temple Pilots. All I want to do is Cheryl Crow. Closer by Nine Inch Nails, which is wild. Bang and blame. The cl- Closer and Sex Type Thing as no! heard through Weird Al are They're so weird. It's so like dissonant. And then you have Bullet with Butterfly Wings by the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that one. Uh, that one is. <laughs> I think that's the funniest one to me because that's it is. How, it's so I, off uh, tempo. It's well, so and, weird. And I like clowning on Smashing Pumpkins is is totally good in my book because it's very hard to take them seriously. That video of Billy Corgan enjoying the roller coaster and it's just the <laughs> roller coaster going down to him going wee. Like it's one of my favorite things on the internet ever. Uh, it also has uh, my friends Red Hot Chili Peppers. You've never heard that song before, I promise you, unless you are a diehard Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> fan. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll stick, stick around was when I had to look up. Like I, that I'll wasn't stick a around was, song I rec- was pre color and shape. Oh, uh, Foo Fighters, if I remember correctly. So that was like a demo or a single. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I think it was. This no, it was off of Foo Fighters. It was off of their their self titled album. Oh, okay. So that one that was, is pre Color and Shape. Yeah, that was because Color and Shape was like Everlong and Monkey Wrench. So that was when they really, really, really got big. Um, That's such a good album. Oh, Color and Shape is one of my. It might be one of my favorite regular just rock albums. Um. Black Hole Sun is on here, and then Basket so, Case so, by Green Day. Black Hole Sun is, awesome. is in the running for among my favorite songs of the 90s. I love that song to Black death. Black Hole Sun's good. I remember the video. That was that was nuts. Video's fantastic. Yeah, video's Basket good. Case, that's also good. Yeah, Basket Case is, like, this is this is in my top three for best polka medleys. This one's real good. This, this one's really high. Yeah, in my book, too. Uh, he also wrote Since You've Been Gone as an original acapella song, which is not... Uh, <laughs> What's her name? Kelly Clarkson did since you've been gone, I think. Uh you're you're asking the wrong guy. Maybe. Uh then we have Gump, which was the pen was the ultimate Forrest Gump song, which was <laughs> the cover of Lump by President of the United States. That one's real good. <laughs> um I'm so sick of you was kind of an Elvis Costello style parody. People who know Elvis Costello will get it. If you don't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense syndicated ink i don't know that one that's soul asylum it was misery i remember it it's not it's not great i remember larry that's that a, one's good <laughs> that's I, a I, pretty I, good one. i remember larry's good uh phony calls is waterfalls by tlc mm-hmm. uh isn't and that then, the one where they have the simpsons in that one too uh, maybe i'm pretty sure it's got mo and bart in it because it's mo it's bart making a prank call to mo i believe that is in that song let me let me do a bit of research. Yes, yes, it does. Okay, because that was that was so good. Uh, and then we have the night Santa went crazy as one of his originals, and which is, is that's my that's that's that's, that's one of the best Weird remember. Al songs ever done. 
Like, that's all, that's that's another one I remember from early YouTube was I remember somebody made a claymation video yeah. in the style of in the style of like Lincoln Bass for for this song and I'm like it's so good yeah that one was something else stop talking about how warm the kitty is so I for the listeners we have a kitten uh, and she has taken up sleeping between my computer tower and the Wi-Fi router so it is <laughs> she is one toasty kitten uh, so we go to 99 so there there's what three years or 98 how many years are between this one and that one 96 to 99 so we've got running with scissors which is actually probably my favorite uh my favorite album cover like i like this one a lot with a bold new owl as he kind of like ditches the the huge glasses and uh yeah this was his uh, big style perm hair yeah he still has perm hair now he has like well now he has more like um he has more of a mane this is a very weird piece of time, so stay with this one. We're going to try to make this make sense. So it opens with The Saga Begins, which is a Star Wars parody of American Pie by Don And specifically, it's a, it's a, a recounting prequel. of episode one, which Weird Al managed to write this song from uh, leaked fan scripts, and uh, he got to see a pre-release, uh, like a pre um a pre-showing of the of the phantom menace to make sure he got it right uh apparently george lucas uh liked the uh like this one now i was talking with some friends of mine who are also weird al fans and this is one that they let they you know don't really think that highly of but i love this one so all right so i'll 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 walk this path with you it's not a great song and it isn't that funny it's just it's weird that it was a thing, and the tone and parody of it is very bizarre, which I can appreciate. It's got a good video, too. Yeah, it has a very good video. Um, so you've got My Baby is in Love with Eddie Vedder, <laughs> which is a Zydeco parody, which is really fucking weird. And then you have, so this is another one that I find annoying, is Pretty Fly for a Rabbi, and it's only because... <sighs> so Pretty Fly for a White Guy is a song that I... is. I had it, that is also annoying to me, mostly it because is, of that. <clears throat> that uh-huh, that, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And they do. It's, it's probably my <laughs> least favorite Offspring song, and I am a big fan of the Offspring. So. And they do the same thing on this one, yeah. um, and it's just like it's just like oh, it kills it for me. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's not great. It's just the the weakness. It's of a the good original, parody. It's yeah, a it's the, a great parody. It's the, just the weakness of the original song kind of hurt it. Yeah. So the Weird uh, Al show theme. Weird Al show theme's uh, okay. I'm not uh, whatever. Uh, Jerry Springer. There. Jerry oh, Springer's so real good. This is one that I have to talk about for a sec. So not only is it a parody of One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies, this is a very mean spirited song too. Although it's also in the vein of the show. Um, yeah, it's which is a whole. It's this not this, him this... being mean to the Bare Naked Ladies. It's him being no. mean to Jerry Springer. Well, and and. And because it uses a lot of terms that outside of the context of the song are offensive today. And that's actually a weird kind of theme on this album is um, I think like the word hermaphrodite shows up in three different songs, which is a little weird. Well, you also um, have to remember, like Hermaphrodite at the time, there and were this only, is this yeah. is us speaking with twenty years of hindsight, and yeah, there were, you know there changes were certain pieces of language where like that was just sort of where it stopped. 
So like, yeah, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not really complaining about it because comedy ages very quickly, and you know, I, I, I don't think Weird Al as a person has a malicious bone in his body, except maybe against Atlantic Records. <laughs> maybe that might be it. Um, so we've got Germs, which is a Nine Inch Nails parody. It, That's a good, good one. <laughs> yeah, that was actually pretty good. I, I like that. Poke one. Power, which has um, uh, this one. I don't. I don't like as much, and that's because so like the three or four. You don't like here, that. You don't like that late '90s chick. No, there's like a couple of them I really like, and a couple of them I don't like. I like. I kind of feel that. I kind of like Backstreet's Back is actually really good. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, Intergalactic is really good. Push <laughs> is really good, and Semi Charm kind of life, and then the rest of it I don't. I don't really care for. I like hearing Five Pole Sitter on this one. I guess. <laughs> And I mean, I again, separate of weird, separate of Weird Al. Um, I don't. I, a lot of this stuff is not it. Like closing time and semi charm to kind of life are both good songs. But well, you got like you sex know, and the, candy, the dope show, ray of light, yeah, yeah, tub yeah. thumping, walking on the sun. Tub thumping is at least a memorable song. You've got wannabe by Spice Girls, which I guess is fine. You've got ghetto superstar by Praz, old dirty bastard, and Maya, which Every, you will remember like, when you it plays, but you will remember that you forgot it. Everybody's the best Backstreet song, don't at me. I mean, you're right. Uh, your horoscope for today is a third wave ska parody. So it's This is a fun the, one. This is a pretty fun one. Yeah, it's kind of like the... I'm trying to think of the best way to explain third wave ska. So it's like Fishbone, Toasters, Voodoo Glow Skulls, Real Big Fish, Mad Caddies, uh, Less Than Jake. The Mighty Mighty Boston's? Yes, Boston's, very good. Uh, Blue Meanies, Aquabats, Mustard Plug is actually one of my favorites. Stuff stuff like that. Um, I'm a huge uh, Real Big Fish narc, so uh, I'm, I'm... He's a real big fan of Real Big Fish. I'm a real big fan of Real Big Fish. Um... This one's a pretty funny ska parody, but it's not a great song. Um, it's all I, I kind of dig it. I kind of dig. I'm always down to clown on horoscopes. Yeah, I mean, it's that's the fun <laughs> part of it. Um, it's all about the Pentiums. Wild. Now this is a song. Like I actually, I had never heard the. Uh, it's all about the Benjamins before this. Which I had, and it was God. It's so good. This one's so good. Because we didn't have multiple Pentiums back then. We had a Pentium 1. I guess at this point, Pentium 3 may have just come out. <clears throat> Maybe Pentium 2, but it, it was absolutely nuts. Uh, truck driving song is like sort of a convoy country truck driving yeah. parody thing. It's it's weird, but it's cute. Uh, grapefruit diet is stupid, and I love it, but it's not a great song. <clears throat> Uh, because that's supposed to be Zoot Suit Riot? Yeah, Zoot Suit, Zoot Riot. Suit Riot? Yeah, by the yeah I'm not familiar yeah. with that one. If you heard it, you'd be, yeah. You'd be now, uh, we have to talk about the last song on this one. This we is my favorite. To. Albuquerque. So, All this right. is a style parody of the Rugburns. who kind of have this, like, this rambling storytelling style. And this is this is like the this is the war and peace of Weird Al. It's eleven and a half minutes long, Jesus. and he himself described it as essentially a joke. Like this is just a this is like an exercise in annoyance, or like this is just the people listening to this will treat it like the Odyssey, where they have to just get through it. It's like an endurance. 
it is it is an 11 minute song of weird al telling the story of him going to albuquerque uh and meeting his wife meeting his <laughs> meeting his wife quote unquote and um and uh, and other shenanigans and it's oh this song is great <laughs> it's i can respect it for what it is but it already commits the number one sin for music for Jordan if you have listened to any of these, which is it is too goddamn long. And that's like that's part of the brilliance of it. It really it like, is and it isn't. And it has so many like great moments that are that are just perfect to pull out every once in a while. Like um <laughs> like the fucking <clears throat> jelly donuts bit. Um the jelly donuts bit is very good. Wait a minute. I'll go check. Yeah. Um, so next we have Poodle Hat, which was four years out. This is Poodle where Hat, yeah, this is a of, big. Uh, so this is one of his bigger ones, but this is also where you start seeing less time capsule covers. He kind of he still does it, but he also looks for kind of older songs that he may not have already done. So he starts off with. Uh, Couch Potato, which is Lose Yourself by Eminem, which is pretty, it's pretty good. <laughs> Couch Potato um, is real Yeah, good. this one, so this one had, um, Couch Potato is pretty good. Hardware Store is in another original song that's basically is uh, like a song that lets him show off a motor mouth kind of stuff. Uh, it's another good one. Uh, this Trash one Day is hot in here by now, which here. is real good. Uh, Party at the Leper Colony is actually really, really good. That's a Bo Diddley <laughs> style parody. Um, Angry White Boy Polka is not That's my a, favorite polka, is, but this is this his one. This one's polka. this one's a pretty good polka song, if only because I like yeah. seeing people take the piss out of new metal. Oh yeah, no. So this is this is that year. This is this is it. So it's got Last Resort by Papa Roach, Chop Suey by System of Down, Get Free by The Vines, Hate to Say I Told You So by The Hives, Fell in Love with a Girl by The White Stripes. So this is like that weird Euro alt-rock and new metal thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fell in Love with a Girl by The White Stripes, Last Night by The Strokes, Down with a Sickness by Disturbed, Renegades of Funk by uh, Rage Against, uh, My Way by Limp Bistic, Outside by Stained, Ba with the Bob by Kid Rock. Yeah, yeah. Youth of the Nation of the by Nation. POD, Real Slim Shady by Eminem. Uh, it, so, is this one of the better ones? Yes. Is it my favorite? No. This one's one of my favorites, and again, it, it's all just because it clowns. <laughs> it clowns on the right songs for me. It, yeah, no, it, it is a very good... It, this is the best... Outside of Polka Your Eyes Out, this is probably the best time capsule Polka medley. Because, like, you get to see just how fucking ridiculous that time period was <clears throat> all right what else we have want to be your lover want to be your which lover. is a back style parody yeah um it's sort of a midnight vultures thing so it was late 90s back which was god complicated was song yeah it's weird complicated song was avril lavigne uh why does um, this always happen to me was ben folds that one's great <laughs> I love that one a lot, but also oh, because a, I like Ben Folds. Yeah. Oh, do a superhero is a Very piano good. man parody, but it's it's all about it's all it about the first Spider Man movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, do superhero is actually really good, and that's the the Billy Joel one. 
Um, Bob is a Bob Dylan parody. <sighs> I guess that one's fine. Eh. Yeah, yeah. You've got eBay, which is I Want It That Way by Backstreet Boys, which is He bought it on eBay. eBay. Uh, it, it's fine. Uh, it's good. Then you've, then you've got Genius in France, which is a Frank Zappa parody, which is actually really, really good, except that it's nine minutes long. <laughs> I, I, hate, I hate everything about it. Also, fun story, Frank Zappa's son, Dweezil, did the guitar on that song. His son is named Weasel. You do not know about Frank Zappa's children. He has three I, children. He has two <laughs> boys and a girl. They are named as such. The two boys are named Dweezel and Ahmet, and the girl is named Moon Unit. That seems like a very Frank Zappa thing to do. And you are correct. Oh, excuse me. He has a. He has a. I did not know he had a fourth child. She is a, the youngest of Gail Zappa and Frank Zappa. Her name is Diva Muffin Zappa. That's your, uh, there's your musical history. So another not so fun, uh, well, a not so fun fact about this album is that the tour for it was in 2004. And Weird Al was touring uh, while, unfortunately, both of his parents uh, passed away due to a, an accident. Uh, while he was on tour, and he credits that him being on tour at the time was like the best was was kind of a, a good thing because it he said it prevented him from like spiraling into depression over it. Yeah, uh, they, they, he said on multiple occasions that the the tour was probably the only thing that kept him out of like some really dark places. Um, and then we have a, actually another kind of big gap until um. Straight, Straight out, out of Linwood. Uh, this one's weird. <laughs> so again, this this one is even again the the more the newer albums tend to be a little less time capsule-y because he has a, a a larger period of songs to I cover. Mean, yes and no. So like there, yeah, yes and no. There there are parts of this that are sort of time capsule-y because like. This one is white and nerdy. It opens up with, which is Riding by Chameleon Air and Crazy Bone. So yeah, that's 100% time capsule. You've got Canadian Idiot, which is American Idiot by Green Day. 100% time capsule. But then you've got like Pancreas. By, it's a parody of Brian Wilson. And you're like, Pancreas yeah. is okay. Was, uh, I mean, how big was Usher in 2006 for the Confessions Part two, Part 3? Uh, you mean Part 2? Well, it's if Confessions Part Three is the song, it's a parody of Confessions uh, Part Two. When did Confessions Part Two come out? That was two thousand four. Uh, I mean, Confessions was Confessions Part Two was like the Usher song for like three years. So mm. I lean towards yeah, that's how it went. So, uh, what else do you have? I'll sue you. By <laughs> it's a it's another Rage parody, which is good. Um, Polkarama Polkarama which is a, a very bizarre polka medley this one is this one is kind of all over the place <laughs> you've got the chicken dance let's get it started by the black eyed peas take me out by Franz Ferdinand Beverly Hills by the Weezer speed of sound by Coldplay float on by Modest Mouse feel good ink by Gorillaz don't you by the pussycat dolls featuring Buster Rhymes Somebody yeah, this told one... me by the killer Slither by Velvet Revolver. Yeah, yeah. And you've got Candy Shop by Fifty Cent. Drop it like it's hot by Snoop Dogg. Pond to Replay by Rihanna, and then Gold Digger by Kanye. West. 
this one feels even more like a grab bag, but it's really just kind of like, you know, because we don't, you know, when you think on like music from the 80s, we kind of just remember the best and the most like, you know, the stuff that we were, you know, and, you know, that that stuff kind of lives the test of time, whereas this one only looks weird just because this is like the top 40 then. It's it's admittedly kind of weird. Like it was it was a little odd it's not my favorite but it's interesting to listen to um you've got virus alert which is a parody of the band sparks which is from the 60s and 70s yes yeah. i believe yeah they were they've been active since 67 the aforementioned <laughs> confessions part 3 which is a pretty good one Confessions Part 3 is really good. Also, anything anything that's clowning on Usher, I'm all about. Uh, Weasel Stomping Day, which is a, a style parody of animated music specials of the 60s, which you didn't know was a thing, but now you do. Uh, Close that's funny. Cigar, which Close is a style Cigar is pretty cake. good. Well, I love cake. Like, I'm all about, like, Fashion Eagle, or Fashion Nugget and Comfort Eagle. Like, they're great albums. But this one does a really good job of, like, hitting that piss. Like, I'm good about that one. Uh, do I creep you out? Which is do I make you proud by Taylor Hicks? Which I vaguely, very vaguely remember the song. Um, and then you have <laughs> all right. Trapped we're gonna drive through. We're gonna talk about this one for like forty seconds, and we're never gonna talk about it again. So it's trapped in the closet by R. Kelly that has an interpolation of Black Dog by your Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that that's such a great. That was so. That was so it's, like it cool is, the first time I heard this. It, song. It's it's very disarming the first time you hear this song. I do want you to know that. Um. So all right. So we got don't download this song, which is sort of the a parody of like charity songs, like which he put up for America. free to download. He did, which was funny. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're all we're we're in the home stretch because we are at uh, an hour twenty. Um, so we've got Alpocalypse. Um, if I remember these, these... correctly, these were no, this isn't his. So he does have an album that is mostly uh, non-parody, but this is not it. <laughs> so you've got, um, and I think this one he got a lot of sort of hits on too, uh, or he got a lot of people that were like, mm. which yeah, I was gonna say, White and Nerdy was actually cracked the top ten. Yeah, White and Nerdy like, was a significant sell. Um, so these are going to sound really fucking weird. So we're just going to do it. You're going to listen and it's going to be odd. So you have Perform This Way, which was a Born This Way parody by Lady Gaga, who got pissed. Uh, well, it's not that Lady Gaga got pissed. She liked the song. It was that there was this whole kerfuffle over whether or not he could get permission no, yeah. for it. And like so, Lady Gaga's people got pissed, and Lady Gaga was mostly ambivalent. Uh, you've got CNR, which is a White Stripes parody. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and just say this out loud. Uh, this is probably his one of his weakest albums since like the '80s. Like this one's okay, but it's not particularly great. Um, you've got TMZ, which is the "You Belong with Me" by Taylor Swift. This, this that is, that's actually, a good one. Yeah, that one's really good. That one's I a really like good one. one. It has Tom Kenny show up <laughs> yeah. to uh, show up to read like a soundbite reporter for yeah. for like twenty seconds. That one's that one's really really good. I actually like that one a lot. Uh, Skipper Dan is a sort of Weezer esque style parody, which is okay. It's not great. You've got Polka Face, which is 
I look at this and I just I hate everything on it. Man, got... why did why did we live in this time period? <laughs> so you've got. Are you, poker... are you telling me you don't like fireflies by Owl City? If I hear about one more fucking firefly, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> um. So this one's got Poker Face by Lady Gaga, Womanizer by Britney Spears, Right Round by Flo Rida featuring Kesha, Day and Night by Kid Cudi, Need You Now by Lady Manabellum, Baby by Justin Bieber. That I forgot that. Thanks, Weird Al. I didn't really want to remember that one, but I, I, I thanks. I, I love you. Oh God. Um, <laughs> so what? By Pink. I kissed a girl by Katy Perry. Fireflies by Al City. <laughs> Blame it. Uh, by Jamie Fox, which is not my favorite cover of the song. There's actually a screamo band that covers that song off of uh, Punk Goes Crunk, which is really good. Uh, you can, yeah, that, welcome to that rabbit hole. Uh, replay by Ez, which I don't, I don't remember that song at all. So, I, I will say for this one in particular, this is actually one where I don't care for most of the songs on this one, but I do really like Weird Al once again, kind of taking the piss out of them. Uh, TikTok's really together. good. There's like three good ones on this one, and they're not. They're, this, this is a very weak polka medley. Uh, we've got Craigslist, which is a Doors parody, which is pretty good actually. Um, which is weird that his style, if you listen, Craigslist is pretty funny. Party Uh, in the CIA, though, I do like. (laughs) Party in the CIA is Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. That one's cute. Uh, the ringtone, which is the Queen parody, is fine? I guess. Fine, TM. Yeah. Um, another tattoo, which is Nothing on You by B.O.B. featuring Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Bruno! Uh, fine. Not... It's a big old wet fart. Uh, uh, if that isn't love, which is a Hanson style parody, which is okay. Uh, whatever you like, which is whatever you like by Ti is fine. Uh, Stop forwarding that crap to me is a Jim Steinman parody. That one's actually really <laughs> that good. one's pretty good. So like the style parodies on this album are significantly better than the actual parodies, which is weird. Um, and then his most recent album is mandatory mandatory fun, fun which, which is also, a great cover uh yeah it's sort of a, a throwback to like the red army propaganda him the commander standing over the troops it, it's a it's a real good cover um i don't know how i feel about the song over the album overall it's got a couple of really really good ones and then it's got a couple of kind of whiffs um i, don't I mean really really particular... when you get down to it i think you could say that about it almost every one of his albums yeah but the last two ha- i think have more whiffs than hits but that that might just be my opinion you may you may you guys may find some more value in it um so you've got handy by iggy which is iggy azalea's fancy i don't i don't care for the song whatever yeah um lame claim to fame is actually pretty funny <laughs> uh foil which is the royals parody is I, I do like that song and I don't I do know like how much I do not know how much I like it, but I know that I like it at least enough to listen to it more than once. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got sports song, which is kind of a fight song parody. It's it's whatever. It's fine. Um, word crimes, which I will contend and I will fist fight pretty much anybody that disagrees with me. This is probably one of his best songs ever. 
It's better than the song it's pays parodying. Not only is it better than the song it is parodying, parodying, it is better than most of his written history. <laughs> like <laughs> Word Crimes is amazing. It's a really good one. Um My Own Eyes is a Foo Fighters parody. It's it's fine. It's okay. Uh now that's what I call polka. I don't know. Like this is where it's got the pumped up kicks. You got your screaming somebody that I used to know, know. which is such a great song. Like I I will call like I will stand Carly Rae Jepsen until the end of Earth. Yeah, call me maybe. Call me maybe. But Carly Rae Jepsen's just a treat. Gangnam Style. I don't care. God, I don't care. Oh God, I don't care about Gangnam Style. Uh, but you've got like Thrift Shop and Get Lucky and Sexy and I Know It. Uh, But then you've got Timber by Pitbull, Mister Worldwide. And Kesha, um, <laughs> well, that one kind of comes out of nowhere, and it's kind of cute. Um, it's not—it's in my top five, but it's not my favorite. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, Mission statement, which is sort of uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yes, um, mm-hmm. it's okay. Then you got like the most obligatory song—one of the most obligatory songs that he's made on the newer stuff, uh, "Inactive," which is a parody of "Radioactive." So, cards on the table. I hate Imagine Dragons enough that this parody I almost immediately skipped. It's a good parody. It's, it's like, a great parody, but I... I feel like there is... I don't mean any offense to Imagine Dragons when I say this, but fuck Imagine Dragons. This is not me <laughs> This is not be very, me being very angry with Devo when I say fuck Devo. I this think is, Radioactive is one of the most overplayed songs in modern history. They but kind of have that. I understand that, why it was big. I get they, it. They have that sort of post-Nickelback thing going on where they are just similar enough on every song that it's not a thing that, you know, it just... Ugh. It's not exciting. Yeah. Uh, First World Problems, which is a style parody of the Pixies. I actually like this one a lot. It's a good one. Same with bad. Tacky, which, again, I, I like Happy. And tacky, tacky is I'm a like, pretty good parody. Tacky, I'm like 50-50 on. It's a good parody, but like I don't think I could listen to it all the time. Like it's a once every once in a while song. Um and then you've got Jackson Park Express, which is a Cat Stevens parody. Um I don't it's nine minutes long. I don't really know what to think about it. It's a very bizarre song. It's good. Tentatively good, maybe. Tentatively good, per, per, possibly good. good. I think that's it. And that's the end of Weird Al's kind of albums. That we've just blazed through most of his like published work, but he's still been releasing a few songs, like just like one-off kind of things. Um, he's got a an EP called Internet Leaks, which I think is most. Which that one might be either most of uh was that the one that was most of what um ended up being uh apocalypse yeah i I, I, if i was reading right i believe so um but he's released a couple of songs independently like he did a a polka medley of hamilton which is pretty strong (laughs) i'm not the biggest hamilton fan that out there but it is a good I mean, and even his TV appearances as himself, like he he has a very storied history. He has one of the best Space Ghost Coast to Coast skits ever. (laughs) 
Uh, he was on the Brack shows. He's on the Drew Carey show a couple of times. Um, yeah, he he shows up on cartoons a lot. He's he he's made a very good he's made a very good career for uh, you know just kind of popping in whenever he feels like. Yeah, and, and people like most people are pretty receptive of Weird Al. Like he's he has gone out of his way to not only be respectful to the people that he tries to parody, but he also tries to be respectful to sort of his audience and and like sort of the atmosphere in general so like the dude has always had a very wholesome kind of image in whatever circle he's traveling in yeah he's he's a pretty family-friendly artist there's a few songs that get a little out there um and he's created this he's created his own persona through not only his parodies but embracing this kind of nerdy tackiness and lack you know like because he does the hawaiian shirt stuff he has all this like he uses all this pop culture ephemera and stuff in his videos and his and and his his parodies like that's why i think part of why white nerdy clicks so hard is not just that it's a great parody of writing dirty but it's it also kind of showcases his it showcases his cred it showcases that he well, you know, I mean, that... it also, it, it, White and Nerdy was probably the first song where he really kind of took the piss out of himself specifically. Like, he was taking hard shots at his own background, really. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just, it's crazy. Like, Weird Al is a treasure. Like, if you've never been exposed to it, like, we literally just ran over his entire discography. Like, go hit that shit, homie. <laughs> like so we are at an hour and 30 minutes this is probably one of our longest episodes this ever. is probably the longest episode uh and i'm glad that we spent it talking about weird al yankovic yeah i think it's one of our i think easily one of our longest episodes but our music episodes always end up a little longer anyway so um that's weird al like you you literally got almost 40 years worth of information in an hour and a half hopefully you enjoyed it and we really hope uh, so. Real quick, Jordan, let's hash out some let's hash out some top fives or some like stuff to listen to. Oh, I would, oh, I would geez. say, I would say, look up White and Nerdy first. That like I it's one of his best songs, I and mean, it's it goes down smooth. So am I? I am staying away from parodies or from from. I am specifically staying away from polka parodies. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's fucking hard. Um, I'd, I'd throw st- Amish, Amish Paradise in there too. Dare to be stupid. Um, Dare I'll, to I'll, be stupid. I'll die on that hill. Dare to be stupid was good. <laughs> I really can't recommend Albuquerque to anybody to just listen to because it it's, is an insurance test. But it's it's such a weird thing, especially for Weird Al. Um, word crimes. Good word. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I, I, I will begrudgingly walk back. Dare to be stupid to my number two. Word crimes is my number one. Like you <laughs> have to listen to that song. And I honestly, that should be on every literature and English teacher and professor's playlist in class from like fourth grade on. <laughs> uh, fat. That's probably the better of the <laughs> two Michael Jackson ones, and it's I really like. Eat it's it. really solid. I I will I will take the opposite view on that one. I like Eat It more than Fat. Very. I will also say I like Bad a little bit more than Beat It. So that's probably influencing my choice a little here, but what a loser! Well, fuck you too. No, fuck Devo. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> what else? Um, I really wish I could say pretty fly for a rabbi, but like that, it's just the. It's the, too the, annoying. Yeah, the, the, the song doesn't really. Honestly, Bedrock Anthem. <laughs> Bedrock Anthem is real good. Yeah, yeah, Bedrock Anthem is real good. And then You'll the, hate uh, me later for it, but Yoda, yeah, that's a really good one. Yoda's, Yoda's like, really like memorable the, uh, and good. What was the Prince, stover, uh, the Prince style cover? Um, train? Oh, God. Um, the name of Traffic Jam. Traffic Jam. Traffic Jam is real good. I like Traffic Jam a lot. If you want, uh, yeah, other good style parodies. I really like Velvet Elvis. Um, Everything You Know is Wrong. Uh, Everything you know is wrong is pretty wild. <laughs> Other really good ones. Also, yeah, is pretty good. It's a pretty good parody. Also, uh, is very good considering he has to try to channel rage. Like that's hard to do. Yeah. So there's is, a lot uh, of good, there's a lot of good weird L out there. That, yeah, like you're, you'll you'll find something you will fall in love with. Like it is not hard to find something in Weird Al's very wide library of you and like yeah, he's. Uh, I will say I can I can totally understand if somebody is not into it because there is this like there is this aesthetic that he has of tackiness. You will and, you will still probably find even if you're not a Weird Al fan, you will still probably find at least one thing in his discography that you're kind of bumping. Like, he's not not universal. It's just you may not like the aesthetic. And uh, I think on one or two final notes, uh, he the the links to which he goes to replicate some of the, like, the technical parts of the songs are also commendable because he does go out of his way to make them sound as close as possible. Um, also of note, he has been traveling with the same backup band, his supporting band, for... A very, very long time. For, for at least uh, 35 years. 30, 30 plus for some of them. Uh, some a little less because he has a kind of an extended band. But um, yeah, they're, they're the ones that go on tour with him. So it's it's a thing. Um, and that is your uh, Weird Al Digest. That's it's your Weird Al for <clears throat> 40, today. 40, 40 years of music and an uh, hour and a half. So I, I good luck. <laughs>